the Rise Higher podcast has been designed to help you rise on your down days and go even higher on your good days. Let's rise higher together. Hello and welcome to this week's episode. I am so glad you're here. This episode is dedicated to the ultimate life goal. The one goal we don't make, which if we did, it would make all of the difference. And by that, I mean that every time I work with a client and I ask them to show me what's going on, what are they wishing and hoping for, this goal is rarely on there. If it's on there, I'll fall off my chair and that's not happened much. So if something isn't working in your life as well as you want it to, say if it's relationship issues, if it's a health issue, if it's a financial issue, if it's a career, job issue, it might be a relationship that's close to you like a partner, a marriage, it might be one that's where you've split up and somebody that's sort of semi-distant from you but not, you've not quite moved on yet. Maybe it's to do with a relationship with your children, with your parents, whatever it is. If there's something in your life that isn't working as you want it to, then this episode is for you. The problem is though, the ultimate goal comes with some baggage. It's the opposite to what we're taught. It seems too easy. It doesn't seem that powerful. And we have a lot of barriers in the way of us doing it. Yet... If we did put this one goal above all of the others, our life would start to take off and everything would just start to fall into place. Things would just align. There would be a flow. It would be a beautiful life if we could get our heads around this goal. So we're told to make goals. We make smart goals. We create vision boards. We're told to state what we want and to put it out there to the universe. There's nothing wrong with this in a way. But sometimes we don't even know what we want. We don't even know if it's what we really want. Are we just going along with what society tells us we should want? Or what our parents expect of us? Or what our children, our partner, you know what they think we should be doing? Are we just on this sort of merry-go-round, this this wheel and we're just, we're not, we're not even aware that we're on it until we realise one day that actually we don't want to be on this wheel. This, this wheel doesn't feel right anymore. But in today's episode, we're going to go through the most important goal, the ultimate goal, the one that should become before any of the others. And it's a little bit like putting all of the ingredients in the dish. You're making a, las- a lasagna and you're putting all of the ingredients in the dish. You're layering up the lasagna layer by layer. I love doing that bit, the pasta, the sauce, the cheese. You're doing it perfectly. You're trying to create a really great, great dish. You put the lasagna, you pick it up and you put it in the oven. You turn on the timer for 40 minutes and you go away and you're so hungry, you can't wait to eat this dinner. Then after 40 minutes, you come back, the oven's beeping, beep, beep, beep. And you go, you get your oven gloves on and you go to the oven and you take the lasagna out. By this point, you're salivating. You're so hungry. You just want to dive into the the lasagna. It's a proper tongue twister. You just want to dive into the food and eat it. But after the 40 minutes it's been in the oven, it isn't cooked. 
And you ask yourself, why? Why isn't it cooked? You bought all of the ingredients, which is almost like listing all your goals. You layered them in the correct order. And that's like making a vision board, making it all pretty and visual. You put the lasagna in the oven. You took action. So you didn't just create, you didn't just write your goals and create a vision board and never look at them again. You actually picked up the lasagna and put it in the oven. You took action, one foot in front of the other, but there was still something missing. And damn it, do you know what the missing piece is? You forgot to turn on the heat. You didn't turn the oven on. And the heat, the power, is the missing part, which is the same as us missing out the ultimate goal, the most important goal. It's the same philosophy. Because if we miss out that heat, that power, then everything else will become hard. It just won't work. And we'll wonder why life is hard when it should be easy. And the problem is, the problem is why we don't do this first goal. We don't often know what, our, what is in our best interests. And if we're making goals from a fear-based place, a fear-based mindset, we'll not create the right goals. And then we'll wonder why we don't achieve them. Or if we do achieve them by force or grasping or controlling, we end up still not being happy. So let's look at how we do this. If we're setting all of these worldly, go worldly goals, the houses, the cars, we want the jobs, the finances, the health, the careers, which by the way, there's nothing wrong with all of these things. I just want to make this clear. I'm not saying that all of these things are, are bad. I've really got to make this point and, and go on about it a little bit. As I say in my book, More Than a Mindset, we're told throughout the Bible that we're entitled to all the good things, prosperity, wonderful homes, wonderful clothes, wonderful food, the very best of life. The Bible mentions the word gold over 400 times. We're not meant to be poor. I, I remember that when, when I my first exposure to the Bible was all sort of about lack and poverty and being poor. So I, I just couldn't resonate with it at all. And when I went to, I remember me and my husband went to a church service. We were sort of in our searching mode, searching for more meaning in life. And we went to this local church and the vicar was stood on the pulpit giving his sermon. And at the time, still as we are today, me and my husband both, have both got our own businesses. And the message, it was almost saying to us that it was wrong to have a business and to want things. And we left that service feeling quite low. Well, very low. We never went back. And the message was just missing the point. So I really want to get this point clear that there's nothing wrong with wanting these things. There's nothing wrong with it at all. If we don't have these things, it's us that's blocking them by our beliefs, by what we've been brought up with, almost that it's bad to want these things. So we've got, we've got some barriers in the way and some unblocking work to be done around that. But that's for a whole episode and I'll do a whole new episode on that one altogether because that's big. So like I said, there's nothing wrong with wanting these things, but it depends why we want them. So if we want the car, the house, the promotion, just to make our ego feel better, then that's not right. If we're just trying to keep up with somebody else, then that's not right. That will never bring us the happiness that we're actually all craving for. And most of our goals are made from that ego mindset. 
which we shouldn't feel bad about, you know, we shouldn't beat ourselves up about. The ego is the fear-based thinking of the world. So when we're born, we come out filled with love. That's that's all we want to give. That's all we want to receive. And then over time, we go through experiences, trauma, conditioning that takes us into our ego where it's all about, you know, self-protection and about the I and it's all about me and what I want and what I need. And because we get hurt along the way, we can sort of close our hearts and then we sort of we move even further away from this ultimate goal and it's it's our it's in our nature it's who we are but we're just moving moving further away from it all the time and every time we crave more we crave more connection more depth more understanding it's so simple what we're trying to come back to yet it feels so complex to overcome everything that we've gone through and everything that we've learned whilst we've been here and if we make our goals based on this mindset, then we won't set ourselves up for success. So we'll constantly be feeling disappointed. And the cycle that we're in of feeling disappointed, and then we've got to control the next goal even more and strive for it and force it and push it. We're just in this constant cycle, this constant merry-go-round. And I always try and think of a story to sort of link it to. So there was a story about, you know, going to the church service and the message just not resonating. But a personal story from me, if you don't mind me sharing a personal one, is that I had all of the goals, the house I wanted, the car, the money, the clothes and the two babies I wanted. I did the smart part. So I was very specific. I was very, what you know, what everything would look like, what it would be like, what the car would be like, what the house would be like, what sex the baby would be. Their goals were measurable. You could see them appear or not. They were achievable, or so I thought. They were realistic, you know, everyone lives in a house. Well, a lot, most people do. Most people drive cars these days. A lot of people have babies. So, you know, it was a realistic goal. And they were time-bound which is all of the smart principles, you know, I thought I'd nailed it. Great. There's my goals. There's my vision board. Right. Let's go. But here is the first problem. The first problem for me, and this is, this is the biggie, the T in smart, that they were time bound to my timings. So the baby, the first baby was to come in 2014 when I wanted it to come. And the next one would come in 2015 when I wanted it. It was all me absolutely controlling what and how everything would happen. And whilst we're told that this is the way we should do it, you know, we should put a goal on a time on a goal because then we're giving a statement to the universe that we want it by this date. But the the kind of ironic thing is, the it's almost like using the god using god and the universe it's like your errand boy and and for me personally i found that this takes out the connection because we're not trusting we're in a very controlling energy a very kind of striving this is what i expect to happen and when it's a very not that there's anything wrong with this but it's a very masculine energy it's like when we're at work which is a great energy to be in when we're working but not all the time throughout our life. And when the when the so when they've got such a time frame around the goal, then 
we're not letting the universe help us. So the universe just steps back. I say the universe, God, whatever spirit, source, whatever resonates with you. Then the universe is almost like, it's like pushed out because it's it's sort of looking, thinking, well, she knows what she wants and she's got a date around it. There's no room for me. That's the key. There's no room for help to come in because we've got it all, we've got it all sorted. But then what happens when that baby doesn't arrive in 2014? And again, it didn't arrive in 2015. What happens then? And for me, that's when the whole notion of faith, trust and surrender really came to the forefront. Because it was almost as if what one night, actually there was, there was a very dark, low moment and I just got down on my hands and knees and just said the biggest prayer I've ever said in my life. Because I was at a very low point where you're considering, you know, why, why are you even here? Like, why is life so hard? What's the point? It was at that point. So me and my husband said this prayer and it was almost as if I got this message of, are you going to trust me now? Because it's okay to desire having a family and it's okay to desire having a beautiful house and beautiful things. But it's almost we're almost losing the point. We're losing the feeling of why we want these things. And I've gone off on a whole big long tangent here. That if we manifest them through our force and control, or if they don't come to us, then we can be left feeling really disappointed. And a lot of the time when we do achieve the goals that we've set out as SMART goals, we're left feeling unsatisfied anyway. It's like the next, the next, the next thing that we think we can force and control. And whilst I do fully agree that goals, we definitely need goals in life, else we're just meandering along. We definitely need vision boards. It brings, it brings things to life. It brings our dreams to life. And we need to take the action. You know, we need to put the lasagna in the oven. We can't expect to make a perfect lasagna and it just walk into the oven. But at the same time, we, we should, from, from experience anyway, we shouldn't be so time specific. Because like I said, that's when God, the universe just says, okay, you've got it, I'll step back. And it's almost like they go off and help somebody else. And it's only when we get down on our knees or we surrender and we just say, you know what, I, I don't know what's best for me. I don't actually know. When I'm in my ego fear-based thinking, I think I know what I need next. I want this, I want this, I want this, and then I'll be happy. But when we're actually at peace in ourselves and we're grounded and we're centered, that's when we're aware of what we want next. That's when we realize, you know, what's the highest good for us and for others that's when life starts to take off. So the ultimate goal isn't to set the goals in a smart way. That's sort of secondary. And have you noticed that they're all things? They're all things. They're not feelings. They're not experiences. They're just things which make life wonderfully comfortable. But the ultimate goal that comes before all of this, we almost need a drum roll the ultimate goal that comes before all of these smart goals is that we should be aim to be happy and loving. So the ultimate goal is for us to be happy and loving. Two things that are habits that we have to keep reminding ourselves to do 
because we've almost lost the art of both. And then if that's our highest goal, then we're put, that's the energy that we're in. That's when everything else starts to fall into place. So we're not as concerned. We sort of say, okay, you know, we, we would desire to have children. We, we would love to have a family. But instead of trying to force it and control it, I'm going to go out, continue my work, you know, create good for the world and leave the results up to you. If it's right for me to have a baby, it will come at the right time in the right way instead of me trying to force it every month because that isn't a pretty place to be, believe me. And if you've ever had a miscarriage, you'll know that that's a very stressful place to be every month wondering, is this the month forcing it? Come on right now. Now's the one day in the month that we can get pregnant. Come on, man, perform. That's pretty stressful. Um, so yeah, if imagine that. So imagine you wake up every day and your goal that day is simply to be happy and loving. Obviously, whenever I work with clients on a one-to-one and we do the immersion, there's a lot of barriers in the way to, for us to be, become happy and loving. Trauma we've experienced in the past, habits we've gotten into, you know, instead of being loving, we might wake up in the morning and just still hold grievances against our partner for what they did a year ago, two years ago, or last night. So we do have a lot of barriers in the way surrounding our hearts to this principle of happiness and loving And we were born and programmed to be happy. But somewhere along the way, like I said, something happened to us. We went through and experienced and we almost lost the ability to be happy and loving. And we just fell out of the habit of it. You know, instead of that, we sort of went into a what's not good enough kind of philosophy. And like we talked about a couple of episodes ago, the habit of relaxing is one that we need to learn to create again. Happiness and love is also a habit we need to get ourselves back into and cultivate every day. If our purpose is to go to work to buy more things, we're not likely to be satisfied for that long. If our purpose is to be a force of happiness and love in the world, to uplift others, if our purpose is our our work in the world helps other people, whether that's... now. This is where some people say to me, yeah, but my work doesn't have that much of an impact. I'm not an influencer. I've not got a million followers or whatever. It doesn't matter because imagine if you're a secretary. So again, these are all personal examples today. I don't usually do this. But, you know, my husband recently had a knee operation and the woman who he was dealing with was absolutely amazing with him so supportive she took him through the whole process and it was just amazing she was such a good support so loving so generous with him so she was making a huge difference in the world you know yes she might not have been speaking on a stage to 10,000 people but in every one that she speaks to if she's got that same attitude imagine the difference she's making and you can too sometimes we think that that's only a you know People that serve the world are up there somewhere, you know, like I said, more influencer types. But we have that capacity to influence everybody that we meet on a daily basis, even the people we meet in a lift or we used to before COVID. So even the people we now meet in the supermarket, whether they're wearing a mask or not, and we're miffed with them or not because of 
you know, how different people are in different fearful energies at the minute and some aren't. It's are we going to show up to every situation with love or are we going to withhold love? Withholding love feels like normal. You know, we withhold it because the other person might withhold it and if they attack me, then I'll attack them first. So it's attack, defense, attack, defense. But as cheesy as it sounds, when our purpose is to uplift others, to be a force of happiness and love in the world, as cheesy as it sounds, that's when life starts to work. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't have the goals underneath it for all of the things in life that are beautiful and make life beautiful, but this should be the top priority, the ultimate goal. The fear-based lacking thinking, the ego goals are all controlling, grasping and I will make it happen. So like I said, the universe steps back and just says, okay, she's got it. I don't need to help. The energy of, I don't know the best outcome. Here's my vision. Here's what I love and dream of. Here's the work that I would love to do in the world. Here's the impact I would love to make. Here's what I would love to do, but I don't know the best outcome. I'm going to show up every day and be happy and loving And I trust that you know the rest. That is a freaking powerful place to be. Showing up with love and happiness. Giving and serving the world. And serving isn't, you know, a derogatory, submissive kind of service. It's a, how can I use my skills to uplift the world? We've all got amazing skills. How can they be used to advance love and happiness in other people? And what if you're thinking this sounds too good to be true? Then just ask yourself, how is your life working? Is it working? Is it amazing in every area? Are you blissfully happy? Then if not, you might want to try it. You might want to start to cultivate that happiness of that habit of love and happiness And if you're thinking, this sounds really sweet, Laura Jane, really, really sweet, but is love really that powerful? It is. It is where the power is. The trouble is, is that a lot of the world, a lot of the thinking of the world is in the fear-based mindset. I mean, you only need to look at the news at the minute to see that. And the more people that start stepping out of that fear-based mindset and returning back to that love, that happiness within, to inspire others, to serve the world, to uplift others, that's when miracles occur for other people and yourself. So the first, the first thing to do really is to clear the blocks that are in the way of us believing that this is possible that it's, you know, believing, oh, it sounds too good to be true. And this is what I do in my one-to-one immersions. We really, really go deep to remove these blocks. The blocks to us being able to give and receive love freely without freaking out. And you'll know what I mean by that because sometimes love can just seem like the hardest thing in the world when it's actually the easiest, most natural thing to do. And when we bring that love to others, when we get in the habit of not just wanting to take love from others, so say with your partner or your husband or your boyfriend, girlfriend, when we come out of that taking love from them, you should do this to make me happy, you should give me love. When we start to be 
the co-creator and we create that love first, that's when we get it back in abundance. It's like we've got to make the first move. So how do we make this practical right now? The question in anything, in any situation, in any meeting, in any phone call, any event, in any text message conversation, WhatsApp group should be, how can I give more love to this? How can I bring more happiness to this situation? Not how can I get more love, but how can I give more love? And again, I did this the other day before a meeting, a meeting that I was absolutely dreading you know, and you just really don't want to go. And you've got, you've already built up this idea. You know, when, you know, when you've built, if previous meetings have gone a certain way and you kind of know how somebody's going to react and you almost visualize it without visualizing it and you almost predict the outcome, you think, oh, well, that means all the other meetings have been really negative and bitchy. So this won't be any different. And then we wonder why nothing changes. And this time I thought, right, I really want to have a nice morning. And this meeting is an hour of my my morning. So I really want it to go well. So instead, and it sounded again, my ego mind chipped in and was like, really, is that going to make much difference? Anyway, I just ignored it. And I started to pray for everybody else that was going to the meeting. Only a small prayer, you know, of blasting them with love. It was just a sort of, I hope they're happy. I hope they're well. I hope they get all the good things that they want. And it was just a really nice, you know, just wanting everybody to be happy and loving. Sounds really basic, sounds almost too easy. But once we can get over that ego that's stopping us from doing it by doubting it, that's all it is. It just doesn't want you to be happy. Once we do that, the meeting was absolutely amazing. Everybody was on board. Everybody, it wasn't, it used to be like very much like, this is mine, that's yours. You look after this, we look after this. And it wasn't, everybody was in agreement. Everybody wanted the same outcome. It was great. And that's just a simple shift in thinking. And that's what a miracle is. A miracle doesn't always have to be this grandiose angel coming down from the sky saying, Laura Jane, this is your miracle, you know, and everybody know about it. Miracles happen every single day in every single moment. And yeah, they don't make the headlines because that's, you know, they're not going to make the headlines, are they? But what you know, you know, you know. If you've done the work beforehand, if you've got up in the morning and said, today, I am going to be a conduit of love and happiness. Wherever I go, as much as I can, even if I mess up, even if I lose it, even if my child triggers me this morning and I lose it, even if my partner triggers me and I lose it, even if my colleague, my boss, my neighbor triggers me and I lose it, it's fine because I can come back to this love and this happiness. I can forgive myself. I can forgive other people and I can just keep coming back to this love and happiness habit and we'll drift away from it and we'll go back into fear and that's fine and natural but we keep bringing ourselves back to love and happiness. Every time we drift off, we come back to it and over time we'll we'll build up a strong habit and until the point where it becomes natural and just watch, just watch and see what happens when this is the ultimate life goal, honestly, honestly, it's mind blowing. You are, and still you see the results and still your ego will question. Yeah, but that was just a coincidence. But they can't be because, you know, there's no such thing as coincidences and 
you give that love before that meeting in any situation we go into things perceiving what we think it what we think will happen and we think we know what our best interests are but once we can step back and let love and happiness lead the way then everything else will fall into place then the career the finances the health the relationships the houses the jobs the impact the influence that's when it all starts to fall into place so as always let's finish with a beautiful guided visualization now and really bring to mind now a situation like that meeting on Saturday where you feel like it would be a benefit to you to show up with that love and that happiness so just think of a situation a person an event that you want to work on and that's the one we'll focus on in a minute so I hope you've enjoyed this and I will see you on the other side of the visualization Okay, so sitting somewhere comfortable where you won't be disturbed. Maybe sitting cross-legged on a cushion with a tall spine, chin tucked down slightly, shoulders rolled back and it helps to close your eyes. And just breathe in and breathe out. Breathe in and breathe out. And breathe in and just exhale all the stress and tension from your body and mind. In this visualization, you're giving yourself permission to let go to let go of your goals and your dreams for a moment to let go of everything that you've been controlling or striving or trying to force into manifestation just simply let it all go nothing will fall apart if anything it will be picked up and made easier Breathe in and exhale and release. Place your hands on your heart, your right hand on top of your left. And think about the feeling of love. Think of an experience, a memory where you felt unconditional love for someone or something. Feel that love in your heart and expand and open your heart and it surges through your body. Feel this love in every cell and it extends out of you into your aura and into the whole world. This love within you is covering the whole world. The love within your heart is enough to melt any issues. It's enough to heal you and heal the world. Breathe in this love and exhale and release. Now imagine a time when you were indescribably happy. 
you were smiling, laughing. Maybe you were laughing that hard you couldn't stop. It might be a time when you were just so peacefully happy, just at one with the world. Maybe you were with someone, maybe you were on your own. Maybe it's a place, your happy place. These are the feelings of love and happiness that have never left you and that you can come back to at any point. These are the feelings that if we create in the morning and purposefully, purposefully create during the day, whenever our mood drops, whenever we go back into that ego thinking, we can come back to the love and the happiness that's already within us. Inhale this love and happiness and exhale this love and happiness into the world. And now bring to mind the situation or event that we talked about in the episode. The person, the situation, the event, the meeting, whatever it is that causes you anxiety, or that you perceive to be trouble. And now blast this person, this situation with all that love and happiness that you've just created inside of you. If it's a person that you're not getting along with, blast them with all of this love. It doesn't mean you'll end up with less. it means you'll end up receiving even more. If it's a situation that you're dreading, a meeting that you just think, oh, not again, blast everybody involved with love and happiness. Blast them with love from your heart to theirs and see them smile. Feel this love and happiness within your heart again. Feel it expand through every cell. It travels through every vein and muscle, every organ, and it extends out of you into the world. See yourself on the phone, on a Zoom call, walking down the street, and you're happy and you're giving love to everyone you meet. And yes, there are always boundaries that we need to keep. But even with people that have physically or mentally upset us, we can still give them love and still say no. We can still give them love and not have to put up with it again. For your own benefit, give love to everyone you see, to every situation or person that disturbs you, to every meeting that you dread. Give love, blast it before you everywhere you go. And whenever you feel a million miles away from loving and happy thoughts, 
when your mind goes down and your mood hits the floor, come back to this love and this happiness within you. Now see yourself as a five-year-old version of you. The love within you, the happiness you automatically went to. Imagine yourself doing star jumps, you're that happy. You're running, you're jumping, you're playing, you're dancing, you're laughing, you're smiling. Place this five-year-old version of you right into your heart. Let this five-year-old version of you shrink to a size that you can place him or her in your heart. Breathe in love and happiness and exhale and release. And one more time, bring to mind a person or situation that needs to be healed and transformed and extend this love and happiness out, send it before you, even if they're on the other side of the world, even if they're in your past, even if you'll never speak to them again. Come back into your body, breathe in, and exhale. Start to wiggle your toes and wiggle your fingers. And come back into the room. Wow, that was pretty deep. Oh, I'm shaking my head to come back out of that one. So yeah, that was deep. That was, wow, that was pretty powerful. Do this on, like, do it again, do it again and again and again. Whenever you wake up in the morning and you're just feeling off, whenever you've been in an icky situation and you need to come back to that love and happiness, just do it again. Oh, breathe in that goodness, that love and happiness. And please let me know how you get on. Please share it with anybody that you feel would benefit. And I always love to hear from you. I love your feedback. I love to know how it's helped. That always makes me smile. So yeah, have a great week and we'll see you again next week. Bye.